I've got some new stones yesterday, right? So I went out and I'm trying some new stones. So I'll, I'll heat these up this afternoon and just see how they go. But actually, I, I held the stone in my hand and I, and because I had to, I had to look at its character and its shape and its form to see if it would be okay, you know? And I'm going, that, that's, I, I can't share this pleasure with people. You know, it's an absolute moment of pleasure where I'm looking at a, a, piece, a piece of stone in my hand. Hey, but there was like, oh man, this is awesome. I'm really enjoying this, you know? Holding my head again Making my way through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard to get out of it Kia orana, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. I want to thank you for taking time to hang out with me, to join me on this journey of life as we ponder through consciousness together. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? We're just uh, here to what? I guess we're all thinking what and in my mind we're here to grapple with that to try and understand that and then to not let that overwhelm us I think these tools of connection they they help the world not be so big and that you you really feel that actually when you're doing a podcast with someone and that's the big one of the main reasons why I advocate so deeply that people begin a podcast or be part of a podcast and in fact the millions of people who are listeners of podcasts they get this 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 intimate connection that you can't say intimate connection and social media you can't say intimate connection over an internet connection whoa I just blew my own mind my guest this week Wayne McGillivray, he joins me to blow my mind. He is of Māori and Scottish descent. He's an educator who is reconnecting to his identity through the simple act of cooking food. Hāngi, for thought, is a charitable organisation with a simple goal to feed the people, teach the people. Uh, For those who don't know or our overseas listeners to this podcast, Hangi is an earth oven. Stones heated and food is cooked in a sealed pit. Simple but far-reaching, as Wayne describes. Uh, Lighting fires before sunrise has become Wayne's meditation. And Wayne today is our meditation. So I want to say kia ora to the brother Wayne for taking time to blow our minds, for connecting with me, for being that intimate connection over the internet connection. Thank you so much everybody for listening. Thank you Wayne for joining us. I hope you all enjoy this week's episode. I found one, oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard, pick it up, dust it off, when I fall down 11, I get up 12, don't need nobody else, yeah, I can save myself. Boom. 
sitting here digitally with my bro Wayne. How are you, brother? Kia ora, bro. Yeah, good, good, good. Lovely uh, sunny day in the bay here, so, you know, really nice. Nice to see their sunshine. Mm. A bit of vitamin, just, bit of vitamin D. Yeah, <laughs> bro. It's, it's, um, it can't be understated, the important the importance of vitamin D, our vitamins, um, even the that uh, H2O you're drinking, eh, brother? You know, we've got right. to fuel the body to fuel the soul. Hey, um, I just wanted to kind of give the audience a bit of a background. Like we connected through a mutual, I guess, connection, Judy Spate. Yep. And um, she's awesome. It's worth, she's worth a Google. I've had her on this podcast um, before. We've, you know, shared some tears together on the, on the show. She always says that she's doing therapy when we have these podcasts. Um, but you know, I guess one of the things, bro, that I've been trying to get better at is if someone recommends someone to connect with or talk to, like to really take that seriously, because there's a energy there, I believe, you know, and, and that's what we did. We had this amazing one hour conversation the other day, just about life, you know, um, yep. I, I kind of got the sense too that um, and I, I won't paraphrase or kind of put meaning onto you, bro, but what I had the sense is um, a lot of maybe your adult living has been, you know, working, grinding, trying to, you know, serve this bigger machine that we're all turning around and saying, what the hell is going on now? And you kept asking me, is it all right if I go into this? And I'm like, bro, you go into anything because I'm here to talk. And yeah. there was something quite nice, right, that we realized that you could say anything you want to me and I could say anything you I want to you. And I, I guess I give each other permission to do that again in this podcast because you said it to me, bro, like there's no topic when I chat to people, but there becomes a topic and there's something yeah. nice in that, eh, bro? Yeah, and I think that was the thing that we really highlighted the other day, what that, you know, and it sounds ridiculous when I say it, but um, it's the truth, though, is normalizing conversation again. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, so when we talk about all, that's what we're actually doing. We are, we are unpacking and creating meaning through, through this engagement. And for me, you know, we we live in this space currently. You know, we live in this strange kind of space um, due due to COVID and the impacts of that. And I suppose how uh, human interaction is um, abnormalized in this context. You know, I think about some of those. Been looking at what's been happening in Australia and some of those prohibitions around you know normal normal human behaviour and, and necessary. You know, in the context, absolutely necessary. But um, the, the damage that it does to us as people, you know, it, that can't be underplayed. Eh? And the long-term damage to people when we can't interact, because this is what it's all about, right? So this is this is this is life, man. Mm. You know, interaction and relationship is is the fundamental factors of life. You know, it's one mm. of those fundamentals. So yeah, having right. to live in a space where that's yeah, that's just yeah, it's it's. I'll say perverse, but you know what I mean, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's odd. It's strangely odd. Eh? Yeah. But I was yeah. thinking about it the other day, how um, how we don't value this kind of corridor and, and the deep meaning behind that, this one-on-one connection or one-on-two, whatever it is, as our ancestors, it would have played out collectively, you know, above the idea of, you know, race, age, gender, all these things. There was this idea that most likely you were up against something. You know, whether it be food, um, animal, another human, yourself, and you had only one superpower, which was when it all was said and done, 
you are either talking to your mind, you know, hiding, or you're talking to someone yeah. else. And I know there's yeah. those stories too about, you know, in the war where that's all they had to keep each other sane, you know, even right down to yeah. the deepest stuff. That's the the meaning of hope was to look at someone and to say, like, I got you, even if it was an unsaid verbalization, as weird as that sounds. But that's what is so mind-blowing about this connection is that, man, this is actually it. You said it. This is life. This is as good as and bad as it ever has to be because it's wrapped around this idea of talking, Abra. Yeah, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think about it. So, you know, we, we all know every, every culture has a, has a frame and a concept around it, right? So if we think of, you know, the, and this has always appealed to me, is that, the, you know, the whole concept of Taranoa, actually we talk about nothing until we talk about something. Hey, mm-hmm. So the whole, the whole idea of actually there is no agenda here and we talk about nothing until we are talking about something, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where that importance and that meaning comes from, you know, ultimately, hey. But we don't have, you know, because of the um, the constraints, natural, you know, unnatural and natural, around time and engagement, and, and you know, got to, you know, we've got to have the, you've got to know what, what we, man. So actually, we all we're doing is skimming stones. Yeah. You know, we now spend a lifetime just skimming stones from one superficial engagement to another superficial engagement. You know, and I suppose what you're saying, you know, the the space that I sit in now, very fortunate space to have. Um, some time to kind of consider uh, where I want to go and what I want to do and what's Im- what's important, right? So, not only the ability to have um, better value and better quality interactions, but also that that, um, that internal interaction. Mm. Where I've got to now, I've got to now uh, critique some of the things I've thought and some of the views I've held about myself as well. You know, like I'm beginning to now. I've got the space to do that. Also have the ability to um, challenge some of my own perceptions. And that's quite humbling. <laughs> Hard out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. But it's, um, I think some of the things I thought, you know, the ways I perceived myself in the world are inaccurate. Mm. Um, and it's a construct that I created to give me permission to behave in a certain way or, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And actually going, oh, well, those, those things aren't accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you built you built a life around this this projection that you that you think gives you permission to do things or value or you know meaning uh, isn't correct. You know, it's it's not correct actually, and it and that's uh, that's been an interesting thing too because then I suppose like we talk about you know we come from nothing to something in a conversation, and the reality what I'm beginning to find is that as you strip back those layers, you have the time and the space. Is that actually you are, and this will sound odd, but it, it's not. You are less than you think you are, and in fact, that's why you're more, eh? Because the the less of you there is in there, the more you are engaged. You know, like Absolutely. I think you know the, the the. I was thinking about it this morning. You know, the um, this this conception that we are all individuals, eh? That we just we go through and we do these things. But there are things there that bind us at a level beyond our physicality, you know. Absolutely. Beyond beyond this DNA, mm. there are things that bind us as humans. And and I'm thinking, you know, as I journey into this place, probably the shift to that fundamental level is a really exciting place to be, right? 
bro. It's it's yeah, it's so exciting, and it's so undervalued in our modern rapid pace of the world. That's what's confusing in real time for your mind, as you know, it make it brings meaning, but it's hard yeah. because you always have to repackage it if you want to play in this other space, which is you know what are the what are the values behind it? What are the is the key selling point? Yeah. And it's like well. Yeah. Sorry, but those reveal themselves during it, yeah. and that's how you yeah, know no, it is something special. Um, Wayne, I want to go a bit into your story, but I also have been really thinking about this idea that you, well, we talked about the other day and your idea around this primal um, service of hangi and feeding community, you know, not just food and belly, but the yeah. kind of, um, well, the fuel the fuel to life that that brings, you know, right down to the nutrient level. Can you just outline, you know, for me and the people listening again, that vision you have, bro? And I hope it's okay to ask you that because I, I want to capture it. It's, it's, it's a beautiful vision. Well, so I suppose, you know, like um, the the new enterprise, the, the charitable trust that I recently set up is Honey Food for Thought, right? Mm. And that's actually where it's at, is that um, at many levels, this works to feed people. It's like you say, you know, right from that, um, that, that kind of that nutrient basic need of life level to um, some kind of metaphysical level as well. You know, the fact that, that I cook in the ground here at my home, this place historically was a place of healing. So people came here, they lived here on, on Aturuahai, on the mountain here, um, to get well. So my thinking is that if I'm cooking food in that soil, therefore, just beyond the process itself, which is a really healthy way of cooking, you know, the, the, you know, you get you get um, your food cooks really well. You know, you, you, your fat reduces when you cook your food. Your food lasts longer because it's smoke. All these benefits, but beyond that is the fact that it's cooked in a place renowned for healing. So that in itself is restorative, eh? So thinking about the kaupapa, it's it's really about, you know, it's a very simple thing. It's feed the people, teach the people, and teach the people to feed the people. Eh? So we all, you know, we have a um, we have a small but but quite um, yeah, quite a quite a long term homeless community here in, in Napier. Um, and that in itself is kind of abhorrent. You know, in, in itself, in a small community, I think we've got a you know population of fifty thousand people here, um, and yeah, yeah, it's um, it's important work because the scale, I think, the scale is small, but the benefits can be huge, right? So, part of the deal is that um, ultimately, you know, buy one, buy one, give one, right? So, actually, when you buy when you buy something, then, then we'll donate one as well. So feeding people, but the, th- the first time we did that, um, the, the the value and the engagement, it's what we're talking about here, is that no one looks in the eyes of our homeless people here. No one looks in the eyes. You know, they are, they are people, right? By grace, I sit where I sit today, and nothing more than that, right? There's nothing, there's no difference between me and these people, you know, these people that are marginalised in, in our in our city here, you know, and in every city. Hey, but it was the connection, it was the looking into people's eyes when you give them something, hey, with no expectation beyond that. You know, yeah. something that I know is good for their health, good, you know, it's healthy food. Hey, 
So even at that level, it's, you know, it's important. And I think that's the thing, eh, is that actually the food for thought, even thinking about how that evolves over time, you know, you'll be familiar with the, the big issue, you know, the, the big issue in the UK and, and um, Australia, I found out yesterday too when I did a bit of research, that there's value in work. Mm. So often, you know, it's, it's the handouts, but there's, there's dignity in employment. So I'm starting to think about what, you know, what food for thought is uh, based around that same kind of concept as yeah. the big issue would look like, right? So, you know, what are we feeding people? So we're not, we, don't, we just don't feed their bodies, but we feed their minds as well. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah so that's kind of, that's the, that's the big picture. Like I say, at the moment, it's embryonic, okay? So it's in, it's in that, that kind of baby stage at, at mm. this point. But, but the vision, that's the vision. So I love it. I love expensive, it. Expensive, yeah. Oh, and I, I tell you, it. like a resonance, the more I say it, the more mm. it sounds good. <laughs> no, it's you know, great, eh? It's great. Myself, Bec- going, oh, actually, yeah, I, think this, I think this is probably a lot yes, to do. Yes, and that, that's another beautiful thing about talking too, right? You've had this conversation in your mind, then you get to practice saying it out loud, and you get to amend it every time you say it. I mean, why do you think yeah. TED Talks yeah. are so awesome? Because yeah. it's like someone's thoughts manifest into something. And then yeah. I think the rhythm's supposed to be get it in your mind, get it out to the world, and then do it, you know? Yeah. And what's yeah. beautiful yeah. about that plan is that it's a plan that works top down, bottom up, left to right, yeah. right to left. Yeah. Because I think the beautiful thing that I'm realizing too is you know, like you would imagine big government systems and whatnot, it's like one size fits all. And I do know for things like, you know, depression or mental health conditions that it's like talk therapy is one of the things they say, but I think we talked about it the other day. What does that mean? And, and who the hell are you to go to a stranger and start talking? In fact, we don't do that because it's not polite, but yeah. And I don't mean you, you, I mean us collectively. So why, you know, maybe it's wrong to go straight into a chat, but you could eat together first. That's human. Yes. We could yeah, eat yeah. first and we could um, sit in each other's gaze and we could glance to each other and maybe look at each other and then maybe talk to each other. And I feel like that's yeah. the step that um, I'm really excited for you to to be doing this because, man, that whole outline you're talking about, the healing, you know, I sometimes sit there and think, is it weird to talk like this? And then pretty rapidly, I think, no. I think it's weird not to talk like this. I think right. it's weird to to forget about this and then to wonder why we end up in such pain. And I think yeah. it is because you're not thinking about this. It's it's something that you have to, I think we've mentioned it before, it's got to reveal itself. And that's the hard bit. The hard bit is you've got to have someone to cook the traditional food. The hard bit is it's got to get from A to B. The easy bit is the eating and connecting. And I feel yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. running around trying to just make these fake connections. Um, and social media is a perfect example of that, right? No, no, absolutely. It's yep. all of the output without any of the input. So, yeah, bro, um, that's amazing. Wayne, my question is like, is this something that's always been in your heart or your mind, bro? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Is, is, is young Wayne like this? And, and where do you get that from? So, yeah, it's... um. Yeah, I suppose the the reach out has always been, you know, um, an important part of, and again, this will sound odd, but it's not, mm. of, yeah, I think that the, the reach out is actually um, part of the healing myself. So it's a, it's a, it's a very tangible externalizing of my own healing. Um, you know, if I think, you know, back, 
this has always been there. This has always been sitting there. You know, nothing. There's nothing more natural than lighting a fire in the morning, eh? And cooking food, right? You know, like we look after our families, we do the right thing. But to be sitting in a place now where I have the opportunity, you know, every day to go outside and light a fire early in the morning, you know, there's a natural rhythm to that, eh? Like there's a, even the rhythm is healing. And there's revelations, and this, this will sound strange, but when I'm sparking that fire at five o'clock in the morning, when I'm out there by myself, you know, there's these moments of epiphany because I'm just there with some wood and some paper and a fire. And that's such, again, if we come back to that kind of primal, the primal nature of who we are, fire's about, you know, it's, it's absolutely about survival at every level, eh? warmth, food, you know, there's nothing more natural than that. And the ability to feed people is is an absolute bonus within that. You know, it's it's a it's a rhythm that I've wanted to connect with. Um, my current position enables me to do that. Okay? So so that in itself is a real is a real privilege yeah. because it's the re- part of that recalibration. So you know, part of becoming more natural, more normalised. And I think too, you know, we we talk often about um, we talk often about disconnection, and we know that the impact of disconnection on people, you know, that their disconnection from from um, culture is is really damaging for people. But I see this as an absolute, um, a really easy way to reconnect. Right. So mm. food, food again, is a survival thing. The ability to cook food in a in a, a natural, normal, and healthy way. It's really important, and it's overlooked, right? Because we are we racing to that next meeting, we're grabbing a coffee, or we do, you know, we're not investing because it's a it's a process, right? So it's a you know it's a, it's more than half a day's work there to have an outcome. But I tell you, the outcome here, <laughs> and then you know, and then the giving of that, you know, all of that, it's effectively a day's work, right? To make that thing happen, that I might step into the kitchen and chuck something in the mic. Well, I'm not even conscious of it. I'm not even there, you know? Like, I'm absent. I'm, I'm probably th- eating. I'm not thinking about the food I'm eating. Disengagement, you know? All these levels say. So, actually, the, the ability to be present in the process enables you to be present in, in that sharing of the food, you know, that, that interaction. Eh? So, all of those things can't be anything but healthy. You know, there the, is health and healing and all of those things, eh? It's gonna sound weird, bro, but how did how did you learn that? How did I how did I learn that? Yeah, yeah like okay. how, so how did a, you realize that? You know, like I kind of think it's quite obvious, but when you think about it, most of us don't have that realization. Yeah, yeah. Or we I suppress it. That, no, no, we suppress it because I I believe that we do know these things. Like we know these things. Like you know, mm. our DNA speaks, right? Our DNA. If I think of and, and this was something that I um, worked with Judy on, actually, in the education sector, was that the only way we're going to move our people forward is by remembering who we are, right? So it's the, it's the progressive remembering of who we actually are, you know, beyond the impacts um, of colonisation, beyond the, the impacts of um, generational trauma. The truth is in, in our DNA. And all we've got to do is catalyse that, right? So once it's catalysed, then those truths will become evident again. Hey. 
So that's the perception that, and the work that Judy and I did um, when I was in the education sector was based around that. You know, our whole curriculum was based around remembering who we are. So valuing old knowledge to um, catapult us into the future, right? Okay. So, so that's kind of, that's a piece of work that, that made me realise that I actually, it is, it's about catalyzing DNA. It's innate until, the, until there's a catalyst, right? And if I think about Hangi, that's what it's certainly been for me, you know, like mm. Hangi, I've always had a passion for it. Um, I've been terrified to, to kind of step out and give it a shot because it, it can go wrong so easily, right? And we know that, you know, and that's part of it. But actually, it's a, it's a great process, man. It's a just, it's this, it's this amazing science, you know, like you think about it. Our ancestors cooked in this way. You know, this, this tracks right from Taiwan, right across the Pacific, down through the Pacific, down to Aotearoa, these forms of this cooking, right? Right across. So this is a very ancient way of um, preparing food. And I think, you know, when I look at, and this will sound stupid as well, man, but not really. I got some new stones yesterday, right? So I went out and I'm trying some new stones. So I'll, I'll heat these up this afternoon and just see how they go. But actually, I, I held the stone in my hand and I, and because I had to, I had to look at its character and its shape and its form to see if it would be okay, you know? And I'm going, that, that's, I, I can't share this pleasure with people. You know, it's an absolute moment of pleasure where I'm looking at a, 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 piece, a piece of stone in my hand. Hey, but they was like, oh man, this is awesome. I'm really enjoying this, you know? Hey, and, and I get it. I get it. Thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it because I have the same thing about water. So I do lot at home. I'm lucky enough to have um, prioritized things like a sauna and a cold spa and things like that. And look, yep. it's not like we're rich or anything, but when it came time to make those investments, I was like, I think that's going to be the, that is the thing that our ancestors did. You know, they cooked yep. raw, well, with raw ingredients, they used nature, they used the elements. And I'm like that with water. So sometimes yep. I'll heat up water. And then I'll hop in it and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's the same water, but it's warm. And then I'll yeah, dunk yeah. ice in it and I'm like, I can't believe it. And the effects are, you know, like beautiful on the body. Your body yeah, thinks yeah. it's in a bit of pain and, and well, not pain, it thinks it's in danger. And it starts yeah, releasing yeah, all of yeah. these things, you know, these um, yeah. antibodies to clean out the system and it's beautiful. But it does sound silly, but it doesn't because you're looking at a rock and I'm looking at water. And there's nothing more primal or ancient than that. And it's Absolutely. way better than the newest iPhone. I mean, way better, even though you you would have a hard time trying to sell it. You know, like yeah. Wayne's got his rock, Wayne's got the new iPhone. And it's like, which one would people choose? And that's the kind of diagnosis of where we're at. I think most people yeah. would instinctually think, oh, I need that, but you need the other one. No, that's right. And that's why I think about, you know, the, uh, the teach the people component. So my vision would be that everyone has a hangi in their backyard, right? Mm. So that you know people are growing their gardens again. You know, it's kind of taken a, take, it's got a put some impetus. You know, people have understood the importance of that. You have a hangi in your backyard, you have a garden, and you cook for your family. Mm. Hey, and that is as as simple as it's as hey, the ability to do those things with no reliance on anything, because the reality is we, we don't know, right? So. Actually, okay, so we have a tsunami here. People people come up onto the hill. 
well, you've got to feed them, right? So how are you going to feed them, right? So you need to have the capability to feed people, right? Beyond, you know, the, the thing that we turn on the electricity for in the kitchen. <laughs> I, you know, and, and like we're saying, you know, this in itself is part of that feeding that. You're right, you know, it's that up, down, you know, top, bottom, left, right, multi-dimensional Mm. thing that really appeals to me that came from effectively you know lighting some wood over some stones yeah but actually i believe you know if i talk about um mental health you know like there's um i believe that that this it just weaves in amen so Mm. you know for my own health lighting fires is really good for me right so like getting up at five o'clock in the morning and lighting fire is really good and i believe that um, rather than a separate, because I'd initially seen it as a separate um, business opportunity around mental health provision to um, employers, because it's it's really lacking, right? So there's really lacking. You've either got nothing or you've got something with people falling off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So some kind of proactive, um, culturally responsive way of dealing with those issues. For, and, yes. But actually, it's all just going to fall into it, right? That actually good food helps helps us anyway, you know. We know exercise and food are key components to good mental health yes. as well, you know. And actually, if we look at a lot of our um, a lot of our people that live on the streets, deal with um, health and health and addiction issues. So I think ultimately that the whole co-pop it just it will just weave together in mm-hmm. a way that's um, natural okay, and not forced. You know that actually, like you say, the I've always had a belief that every community has the answers, right? So whatever that community, whatever that conglomeration of people is, the answers are always within. You've just got to open it up doing what we're doing. Hey, by chatting, you will find the thing that you need to know or this challenge, like we always have, eh? Yeah, bro. It's it's there. Yeah. um, I've been thinking about that a lot, the idea of – well, the role of conversation and kōrero and talanoa, you know, this idea that what is it actually doing, you know? And I know we've talked a little bit about breathing and its kind of anti-anxiety effects, you know? Yep. And I think what happens with deep conversation is it starts to mimic some of those outcomes and, and starts to slow your heart down because yep. you feel safe, because you're deeply yep. engaged. There's a mindful element to it. Um and I know from some of the studies I've read around, like the question I have, because I'm quite a, it needs it needs to work up, down, left, right, like we talked about. Otherwise, I'm really yep. skeptical of it, you know, not everything, yep. but it needs to make sense to me. I don't know why I'm like that, but I don't like words when they just assume everyone knows what it means. Like, I don't yep. like when someone says, um, I don't know, like, I don't like the word mindfulness, for example, even though I've got lots of friends who are deeply into the mindfulness practice, because I don't know what you mean, you know, if, um, but I like the idea that if Wayne goes out to light the fire, he's focusing on the now, the present, he's being very mindful. That makes sense to me. So if you explain it to me like that, it makes sense. And one of the things about being calm and that, you know, what I'm realizing too is Let's say you have an awesome feed with someone that is cooked from nature that you can't help but think of the ancestral link. You're already beginning to be in a calm space. And then the next question I have is, well, why is that good? 
And the answer is because that's where healing can take place. I mean, so simply, if you cut yourself, your job is to make that place wherever you cut it calm. <laughs> Keep away yep. the infections to not constantly bang and touch it, you know? And yep. that's where I think healing takes place. And I think that's why it's so beautiful is we think there's this magic pill, which actually is the other therapy apart from talk therapy is this SSRI conversation. Yep. But lots yep. of the guests I have on the podcast are professors and the outcomes are not straightforward. You know, people think it's like a hundred percent it's not. And actually for some people it can make you have worse thoughts, but there seems to be this beautiful equilibrium about, you know, breathing does make you calm because there's a physical response. Your blood pressure comes down, your heart rate comes down. That opens up this other side of you, which is the rest side, the digest side, your blood flows yep. to your brain, yep. you know? And, yep. and I'm just convinced that that's where, healing takes place. In fact, I asked a, a chemist um, who was an expert, who's an expert in like antidepressants. And I said, what are the antidepressants doing? Because no one's explained that to me. Yep. And she said, well, they're stopping the overcrowding thoughts from happening. And I yep. said, why is that a good thing? Why, why shouldn't we have overcrowding thoughts? Everything in life's fast. You know, the sun goes down and up, it's shops stay open, the internet's on all the time. You can YouTube whenever you want. Why is it yeah. good not to have these overcrowding thoughts? And her answer was roughly to that, that that's where your brain can rest, can recalibrate, the cells can heal. Like us going to sleep at night, you know, that's yeah. supposed to yeah. be the system. And there's just you know, something beautiful about what you're going to be and have been and will be providing for people is in a crazy time in history, just this idea of the simple things work. It's bloody beautiful, yeah. bro. Well, this is the thing. I mean, we talked a bit about this the other day too, you know, like breath is primal. I mean, you know, mm. you know, the, the Bible says, you know, and God breathed life, you know, so the breath is really important, eh? And I think, and, and this is my learning too, as I'm beginning to practice the breathing, everything else makes better sense because I have time to be present and observe. So I'm no longer a non-participant in my own life. I'm now actually a participant. And that sounds silly as well, you know, but the reality is that I, I realised that I haven't been for a very long time. Um, I've been... Yeah, a shadow, absolute shadow of where it's really at. You know, so there's a there's an evangelical um, fury, effectively, you know, around these things. And and the interesting thing too is that, um, and again, I guess it's about you know attraction. But actually, the more I move into this place, and the more I can kind of begin to frame it up in a way that that I can I can share it, the more people that are coming in around me who, you know, you find them, they're popping up, right? They're there. I mean, this engagement in itself is an example of that, right? Is it actually the return to normal, to, to a normal, healthy, connected way of living? How, how much better, for all of us, so, you know, how much better are the quality of our relationships in our lives just by being engaged in prison eh? hard out hard out you know? yeah, man. it's um yeah it's kind of freaky 
that's the word it's freaky because it's so there and you're right people do emerge and yeah it's a little bit like it feels like luck but it's not but it kind of is because i think to be lucky you got to be looking up you got to notice you got to observe you know and um well this is a conversation i was having with my daughter the other day right so she's mm. you know because he heads permanently at a 45 degree tilt in this direction you know you're missing all these things so this this fabricated you know touched up world that you that you have as the basis of the things that you make your decisions around is so unnatural man you know you need to do this oh this is where it's at absolutely this is where it's at eh? Mm, because then you observe and if you think about you know just um thinking about you know the that whole process of navigation you know actually navigators historically incredibly observant right so we've lost the ability to read the signs hey so a navigator can sit in a wheelhouse and know where the waka is Mm. because they're so tuned to the movement of the ocean underneath them they can tell by the way the water moves under a waka where they are Mm. now we've lost all that right we're so disconnected from who we really are you know, we, we don't have the observational skills that we had. They've been they've been dulled down. You know, diet. I'm sure diets are you know key contributor to that. The things in our food, we we don't see anymore. You know, yeah. we don't see the world around us in a way that we used to. Mm. That genuine connection, you know, genuinely oh, connected 100%. to our environment. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. thought about that a lot too, and I've had a couple of optometrists on the podcast because. I'm fascinated. Like one of the things that happens, you know, you got those kind of auto systems. What one's the kind of fight or flight, the other's the rest and digest, and they both serve us, right? The yin, the yang, yep. the up, the down. And one of the things that happens if you're in fight or flight is your actual vision becomes tunneled, and that's yep. to protect you from the immediate in front. You know, so it's like yep. most people conceptualize that, but what does that mean? Well, it means the rest of the world blurs. And when you're in the other side, the rest and digest, guess what? You get to see wider. And that's what we're talking about. You know, like you're missing the world potentially because you're not calm. You know, when you take these practices of good nutrition, like we're talking about, but not just like don't buy Maccas, like I'm talking about what you're doing, cook the food, you know, be the food almost, um, or be with the food and then eat together you're going to be encouraging this wider view. And again, call it luck, call it what you will. But if you don't see it, that might not be anyone else's fault, but yours, because you weren't having a peripheral vision. Um, Yeah, bro. Hey, um, just for those overseas listeners, and, you know, there's lots of Kiwis who, um, I guess, second language is English. And so would you mind if um, we just talked about Hungi for a second and just the kind of idea behind it, maybe just would you be able to outline some of the processes and I, I, it's your art and I understand that. And it's a cultural thing to, to Maori. So I'm not here to kind of extract information. I'm rather, can we just maybe have a little brief conversation about, you know, you've highlighted that it's um, cooked underground, maybe just a little bit of corridor around that. Cause I think that'd be really nice, even for my kids who, you know, they're, they're half German, half Cook Island. They don't know. Well, suppose at, at the most simplistic level, eh, it's it's food that's cooked in an earth oven with heated stones. So that's effectively mm-hmm. it, right? Is that you, you build a fire, you heat stones, 
to enable the food to cook in effectively what is a, a steamed oven. Okay, so you're steaming food on stones um, in a sealed oven. So at its most simplistic level, it's there. Okay. And if we look across um, different Pacific groups, there's a variation of that, right? So the shift from um, the shift from if you think of like a traditional umu, the above ground cooking was harder in Aotearoa. So the, the shift to the underground oven was was part of well, actually, here's the resource. This is what's in front of us. This is a this is an easier way to cook as we can, you know. So the the shift, and, and I suppose that's what fascinates me from from you know at a, at a kind of fundamental spiritual level. There's and that's hard to encapsulate. There's um, there's some really awesome experiences, you know, just being part of such a simplistic process. But I think it, uh, as a scientific process, man, that's what fascinates me is that how, how, how those styles were adapted as people moved, right? So they shifted and they changed the way they did what they did with those things. So it's, it's an incredibly technical um, art, you know, like it's a, it's a really technical art. And I suppose part of my, um, my evangelism around that is actually making people really aware of that. Like, you know, is it, so as an educator, I know I could build a, a, a terms with a work around honey. Easy. You know, and, and the learning is so deep. You know, there's so many ways to approach it, right? Apart from the fact that you're doing, just doing this fundamental thing in front of you. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah, the science behind it interests me. You know, and how you tune that science. So there's ways, so we've been able to do, um, like do like a traditional umu and a hangi in the same pit with the same stones, just by making some some shifts, you know. So one is steamed, one is kind of dry cooked, and just by some little tuning of the way you um, the way you you work the stones, you can have both outcomes in one pit, right? So even those little things are really interesting, you know. That actually you you can begin to play with the outcome. So once you once you know the fundamentals, I suppose like everything, eh? If you can understand and articulate the fundamentals, before you can begin to play around and, and tune and some of some of those fundamentals, you know, that's exciting stuff, eh? Like I tried a um, I tried a new way of doing my stones last week and it failed. <laughs> it was a, it was an absolute failure. Like they went hot enough. So I'm not doing that again. But it, <laughs> but it looked you know, like the, you know theoretically it. It looked like it would work. Yes. It didn't. Failed. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. an important insight there too. Like something like you're only as good as your last hungi or something. Yeah. Like it's constantly and testing. Abs- you. Absolutely, man. Like um, as the, you know, you don't master it, you just control or you, you attempt to emerge with it, maybe. Eh? Yes. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's that point of singularity, eh? Where you and the hungi are one. That's when it's humming. You know, if there's, if there's, if there's variables, that are unregulated within that, then that's quite a risk. Eh? Yeah. So, so there genuinely isn't it. That, that sounds funny in itself. I'll, I'll reflect on this at some point about how odd this all sounds. But <laughs> there, there is a point of singularity with the hangi. Eh? Is that actually mm-hmm. you and the hangi are one? Mm. And that sounds yeah. 
I, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know how I'd hear that. If I heard someone else yeah. say that, I might have a view on it. But well, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> Look, on this podcast, it won't sound strange, and in this time in life, it won't sound strange because we're we're up against it. You know, like there's some real massive mental gymnastics we're doing. And I think that's um, that adaptability, you know, like if you look through history, yeah. one of the things that we do is we adapt and we don't always adapt for good. You know, one of the things that always sticks in my mind about reading history, especially in like tyrannical scenarios, is that they get you to believe the lie or no, 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 yeah. you don't believe it, but you have to accept it and go along with it, you know? And, yeah. and I guess, you know, that's the kind of like, that's the edge we live on, eh? Because yep. it might be you, it might be them, it might be this combined thing. And that's why I'm such a fan of like doing what we're doing because chats are the same. Conversation is the same. You have to merge. Otherwise, you yep. don't want to sit here and just hear Will talking uh, or the opposite. It's like there's this, yep. I help you float, you help me float. And um, yep. what's amazing is it seems to work for the third party as well, the listener, you know, that yep. they can carry on with maybe it's – um shopping or dishes or vacuuming or just chilling out and they can engage, you know, and I think that's that, that's that power that we're hopefully um, syncing up with, or maybe that energy, you know, which yeah, is, yeah. which has been awesome for me to try and articulate because man, it's tricky. It's tricky in this world. Yeah. It ain't yeah. so clear what the role of, you know, let's just say traditional faith or religion plays, you know, and in some ways, one of the biggest thoughts I've had recently is, um, you know, like there's this kind of idea that past generations, um, they had it tough, but I think their goal was always that the next generation would have it better. Yep. And especially as it got pretty gnarly back in the day, one of the things that I don't think, and I say it to my mum sometimes when I talk, you know, my mum from the Cook Islands um, had an awesome life, but a tough life, you know, so much so that she thought I'm going to, I'm going to feed that boy. I'm going to feed him. He's just going to be fed. And and yep. guess what? She fed him, but he grew and he kept growing and through all the ways. And um, that obviously has negative health effects. And we laugh about yep. it today, mum and I. I'm like, you know, you gave me a bird and a demon to fight, which is addiction to food. And, yep. Yep. and she's like, sorry, I thought I was doing you a favor. And I guess it's like that with ideas and thinking too, like in some ways, we're product of our of an awesome generations before us saying, "Don't worry, you, we've had the pain. You don't have to." But I think the danger there is if we don't keep trying to articulate that there is pain just around the corner, then we'll be in the damn thing, you know, and we won't Absolutely. know what to do. And I think that's what's happening with you know the chronic suicide rates. Like there's yeah. this obvious missing fundamental, which is like. So, nothing, nothing, nothing. One thousand percent pain and totally being overwhelmed yeah, as a yeah. as a being, you know. And yeah. you know, um, start a fire and try and control it and be there with Wayne and watch what he's doing. And that's enough of a lesson that will build a little bit of resilience. Yeah, um, package the food in a way that's clean, so when you give it to someone, they won't get sick. That's another step. Go out to the community and be trustworthy to offer something for free. That's part yeah. three. You know. And it just yep. keeps going on and on. And all of a sudden you've got all of these this resilience to life and it's beautiful. But it's yeah, yeah. it takes time. But, eh? but it takes time. But that's why right, it's it builds out from whatever that you know, whatever that initial point is, eh? But you're right, it does take time, eh? And we mm. do, you know, I certainly um yeah, I think 
there's good lessons to it, right? So if I look at, you know, my sons, it's been really good for them. Each of them, none of them have been asked to engage with us. So, no, you know, the, the onus is on, oh, you're going to get up at five o'clock and go do this. But over time, you know, two, two of my older boys have both engaged and began to master, right? So, and I see, I see the reflection in their own lives around the ability to master fire, right? So that's, it's a fundamental, you know. I mean, knives, I've always had an interest in knives in fire, you know, because they, I don't know, I don't know. I've always, always liked knives and fire, right? So, yeah. but, you know, the things that, that I've valued, but I've never, I've never pushed them on the kids, right? And now I see it, you know, my 12-year-old son now will get up at five o'clock in the morning because he's worked out the science of this, right? Mm. So he knows what he's doing, man. He now has a vital role in this family. For that reason, right? Mm. He now knows how to master and control fire. Mm. Hey, and we those those were just things that, that people knew. Hey, people grew and they knew because if you were, couldn't do that, then you're in jeopardy, right? And and I think you know at a um, you know at a metaphorical level, I, I, I could just you know I could paint pictures of this for hours, really. But actually, you know, I, I think there's um. Is, uh, I suppose we spend a lot of a lot of time these days because of how we live in, in these theoretical constructs, right? So, you know, I might be able to build a, multiple analogies around Hani and you know as, as a metaphorical concept. The reality is that the uh, the actual truth is far more simplistic, and it's right there in the spark. Hey, eh? you know, we spend a lot of time in this space, but that won't feed me. Uh, that won't help me um, feed feed people, you know. And I think we we get lost here, the inability to connect things that are real, that are that are important, you know. And again, valued. So you think about it, the ability. You know, my my father-in-law is Samoan, right? And he's his he holds a very simplistic view of things that is really helpful. Right? So he talks about you know his value, the value of a young man is his ability to look after his machete. Right, so a young man that is astute will sleep with his machete. He will clean it. He will sharpen it. Those that disregard their tools, so he's a he's a multi-purpose tool, right? Uh, you can do pretty much everything with a machete mm-hmm. if you understand the importance of that tool and you value it. Therefore, there's transference. Say, so what is a very simple act? You know, a clean and sharp tool says speaks volumes about you and who you are. And how you are, you know. I think the same thing comes with the ability, you know, and that's valued, right? So the ability to light fire historically was valued, not so much now, right? Because we can throw some firelighters in there or do whatever, you know, get a bit of petrol and you know, this. But I think, yeah, I suppose that's the as a parent, that's the the teaching, you know, I'm bringing to it that actually let's let's anchor some of these, you know, these theoretical constructs you have. With some reality, and let's build resilience around things that are that are visible, eh? and, and quite easily quantified, rather than just working in some kind of you know theoretical headspace all the time. Wayne, this is awesome. This is awesome, man. I love talking like this. I I, I know what I want to do. I want to pitch to you an idea that 
you know, maybe a follow-up podcast where I can come and observe you if, if, if that's okay, um, doing your mahi, you know, and then yep. for us to have this kind of conversation around it and, and yep. to, for, for me to see, see and feel and to have a go at to see if it translates digitally to those who wish yep. to be part of it, just to get some of those sounds of the fire crackling of what the rocks yep. sound like, you know, the, the fizzing and whizzing, you know, I wonder if that yep. can, yep. um, translate bro um i know i think it will translate well man Mm. yeah Mm. and i think that's the thing is that you know the other forgotten part and i suppose this is what we're talking about now is that once that fire's done then you are sitting and talking right so actually while it's cooking yes that's what you're doing you know so it's put a mahi into that you know some of the best conversations i've had with my son is around that fire Mm. because we're sharing you know so hard to find a common interest with your children mm. in this day and age, Amy. Absolutely. You know? So the ability to have a common understanding. He's a, you know, he's a, a young man who has some skills and has mastered something. So we speak as equals, eh? Because mm. in this context, we we are equals, eh? You know, you know what I know, and I know what you know, and mm. you're teaching me, and I'm teaching you, right? Yeah, and that's beautiful. You know, I think and, that would translate well. Yeah, yeah. This, absolutely, bro. And I mean, there's nothing better than the whole beauty behind it is like the outcome is something is just so yum. That's as plain yeah, as it can be. You know, know, it's just so like yum. One, eh? But that's, that's the thing the, I think about is that I kind of forget about the food sometimes. And then I go, oh, food. Oh, yeah, and it tastes really good. <laughs> you know, you just get a, so lost in the process, Amy, and it's like, 100%. oh, here's the bonus. Mm. Hey. Um, wh- where are you at in this journey, Wayne? Like, if we kind of gently bring the conversation to part one to a close, yep. like, um, have you got like um, the website and stuff sorted out if people want to have a look, or do people contact you directly just to learn more, maybe support? Yep. So, um, my Instagram is honey underscore food for thought, and that's quite a, a new entity for me. So, that's quite a weird where I'm working at the moment. Mean. Um, and just really going out and talking to people, you know, it's the it's the evangelist day. Eh? Um, just going out and sharing the gospel, really. Mm. Eh? The gospel, the Hangi gospel. Man. So that's kind of that's where it's sitting at the moment. But you know, even that process in itself is, um, yeah, there's, there's absolute pleasure in that too. Uh, and I also just want to, you know, tip my hat to you, bro, because you know, obviously it's like there's this transition for many of us taking place, right? And we don't have to go into all the details, but what I love about it, man, is that let's just say roughly, but what we, what both of us are chasing, and hopefully more of us will, is we're taking off that whatever the corporate, the Apple logo hat is, and we're putting yeah, on yeah. this one that is a full body suit and this merging of um, commerce, nature, humanity. You know, something yeah. that that it scales because you know it's you, you know, it's me, it's us, yeah. and. Um, yeah. I just kind of prefer that. It's not. A, it's not a faceless name. It's Wayne. It's Will. Yeah. And yeah, so right. it's what we do. And I just want. I think if there's enough of us supporting each other, whether yeah. it be sharing our ideas or collaborating, it can only be good because that's how we got this far in history. Anyway, you know that was right. the um, the way to do it. And um, I feel like the other reason it's so important, bros, because if we don't try harder at whatever we're doing, connecting to find more similarities than difference, then we're just going to go back to that default, which is the fighting, 
the war and it's just around the corner as it's always been and we've got to keep it away by i don't know it gets so cheesy for me but like you know some type of beatles song you know all you need is love but not just that you know i think we need to deeply work to get people to um to see past to see wider maybe that's the way i'll say it but um bro can i thank you man for taking a couple hours the other day and a couple hours today to sit down with me and chat and and hopefully it's one of many podcasts we do together bro look forward to it man it's been absolutely enjoyable holding my head again making my way through crowded thoughts sometimes it's hard to get out of it broke my heart in the dark I was just trying to feel something Falling asleep to the sound of it Always used to let you clean up the messes Down on my knees Thought I couldn't stand up on my own Turns out sometimes you're stronger alone Bringing out the fight, yeah Bring on all the lightning Cause I'm looking for a hero Look inside the mirror I found one, oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard, pick it up, dust it off, when I fall down 11, I get up 12, don't need nobody else, yeah, I can save myself, got burned, but I learned, our scars make us who we are, now I'm 10 feet tall over my demons, Remind me no one's got me like myself Yeah, I love me without any help I'm the best thing to believe in So I'm bringing out the fight, yeah Bring on all the lightning Cause I'm looking for a hero Look inside the mirror I find one, oh Carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it off When I fall down a But I got a million reasons why I won't Cause this heavy is a season And the sun is always right behind the storm Bringing out the fight, yeah, bring on all the lightning Cause I'm looking for a hero Look inside the mirror I find one, oh Carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it up